How do you create an irresistible offer? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it up! Hello, my Dark Horse friends and family. Welcome back to your daily dose of change my life in 15 minutes or less learning. You know, I'm not going to babble on. You know the deal. You know why we're here. You know why I'm here. So let's get straight into the goodness, shall we? Get into the meat of things. How do you create an irresistible offer? You know, I think we've all heard the phrase thrown around for many, many years. I mean, experts tout it as the uh, holy grail of marketing. The one thing that if you could just get it right would allow you to sell with ease. And no, it's not your USP, you know, your unique selling proposition. It's not your branded message. Mm-mm, no, no. It's not even your avatar. Instead, we're talking about your offer. In particular, that irresistible offer. You know, that one that once your avatar hears it, they're like, oh my God, I have to have this. I have to plunk down. Here, take my money, please. That offer. It's like the old joke, how do you sell ice to Eskimos? And, you know, I think we've all heard or seen or perhaps even met those silvery tongue uh, salespeople who are touted as being able to quote unquote sell ice to Eskimos. And while it makes it a nice compliment, selling ice in the frigid Arctic can be quite easy if you have an irresistible offer. Hmm? What the heck are you talking about, Tracy? Well, here, let me give you an example. I'd like you to meet Siku. The ice, the igloo builder. Now, quickly after arriving in Alaska, Siku realizes that he can build two-story double insulated igloos with built-in fishing holes, kill, killer glacier views, you know, polar bear, uh, watching verandas, the whole nine yards. Oh, and let's not forget those, you know, uh, roof uh, windows so you can see the northern lights. Why? Amazing, right? Now, the locals, who are currently cramped to tiny one-bedroom igloos, the locals go wild over the idea of having a two-story space. Not to mention being able to shed those blubber blankets, right? <laughs> okay, I know Eskimos don't really use blubber blankets, but they use those, what, willow twigs as a mattress and the bedding's made of all that thick fur, right, to help insulate and keep their, their body heat in. But you get what I'm going for here, right? Right. So with his double insulation approach, right? Oh, and let's remember the uh, the polar bear viewing verandas, and let's not forget those polar bear proof windows, right? This is a no brainer. This is how experts sell with ease. So here's what happens. See, the locals they're totally unable to resist his offer. Siku's business doubles, triples, quadruples. It just literally takes his off like a rocket. You know that hockey stick we all want, the upward one, right? His clients refer others left and right. He's getting these incredible response rates every time he runs ads. He sells without having to twist anyone's arms. Actually, his phone is ringing off the hook and they're, they're dropping, say, hey, take my money, please. There's no manipulations. There's no shenanigans. 
whatsoever. See, as you can see here, there's plenty of money to be made selling ice to Eskimos. And you know, if you think about it, ice in the Arctic, yep, much bigger commodity than the business of saying coaching or I don't know, selling a digital product anywhere else in the world. So I guess that kind of leaves us with the question that uh, how is it that despite having an attractive offer, so many marketers struggle to sell their products and programs? Now, across the years, I've uh, toyed with that idea and uh, been proposed with a framework for creating truly irresistible offers, and it was laid out in a pretty simple criteria that anyone can follow. You ready? Here it is. To make your offer irresistible, it needs to be different in a way that's meaningful to your prospects. <sighs> simple, right? I mean, on the surface, though, the, the criteria seems too easy, right? It's like, oh, man, I knew that, Tracy, right? Maybe it's even a little abstract, right? Different in a way that's meaningful to my prospects. Well, of course my program is different. What the heck does that mean? Well, I think inside of that very question would be the solution and the problem, right? Because sadly, this inability to understand what your prospects will find meaningful is probably exactly why so many marketers are struggling when it comes time to sell. This comes back to, I think, knowing your core audience, knowing their pains, right? We've, we've chatted about that before. And we uh, also chatted about direct response, right? Uh, a couple of episodes ago, in this world of heavy-hitting direct response, I think you could say the battle is won in the trenches of market research, which I think is probably just a fancy way of saying knowing your prospects' needs, knowing their wants, knowing their pains. And this all ties perfectly with what we're talking about here. What do you mean? Okay, hold on, I'm getting there. Because effective market research, effectively uh, communicating with your core audience, your tribe, is the key to being able to create that irresistible offer. Sadly, most business owners, entrepreneurs, they're going to refuse to take the time to honestly understand their audience, right? They're not going to take the time to ask the probing questions to delve a little beyond the surface. Eh, it's easy to just scratch the surface. Oh, you just have that itch right there. Well, here's some balm, right? Oh, okay. That's five bucks, right? Well, what about the cause of that itch? What's driving that itch? Ah, well, here's a solution. That's $500. But who's to blame, right? Is it really the businessman? Because, uh, you know, market research is, is tedious. It's time consuming. And market research doesn't have a, a direct ROI. I mean, don't get me wrong. It has an ROI, right? Because when you understand the pain points, you understand how you can sell to them. But the ROI that comes from the research, right? I mean, yeah, it, it takes a little time to be different, to differentiate your offer from the competition. And that research time is going to pay dividends over and over and over again. I mean, I could use a, a very, very simple example from, from my life in the fact that uh, I have uh, a case of dry skin, and I'm sure there's some official ter term for it. Oh, emphysema, skinness, erect, well, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, 
uh, very dry skin and it really flares up during the late fall and winter time frame you know when it gets cold and the air gets a bit dry um, so throughout my life I have gone from product to product to product to product to find the right solution and it, here's the thing it was never a price point based question it was always does it work right does it keep my skin comfortable does it make my skin feel nice does it right get rid of any potential cracking that may happen if i don't tend to it right it's just it, it, but it wasn't about oh well this one's five dollars and this one is fifty dollars you know what if it was 50 bucks and it worked i bought it which if you think about it kind of brings us full circle because finding that right product, right, was that made them that made them different from the competition in a way that was extremely meaningful to me, right? So those companies, the company that made that product, was locked in for life, right? I'm gonna keep buying that product, and I trust me, and I found a product that worked, and then they stopped making it. Oh my God! So now you got to find another one, but. In the end, when you find it, right, and you know what I'm talking about, you've had that product in whatever area of your life, you're like, oh, this one's perfect. It tastes just right or does exactly what I want it to, right? They've figured out your pain and your solution for it. And I think this also comes all the way around to uh, a lesson I was trying to teach in a previous episode, you know, the whole 80-20 rule, because in marketing, it's really commonly said that your market and your offer are responsible for 80 to 85% of your success, right? Remember Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule we talked about in the previous episode? So if you can get your offer right and present it to your market in a way where they're like, oh, that's perfect for me. There you go. You're 85% there. And, and and you'll notice one thing, right? And here's where people get caught off on that. I think the... Uh, Shiny object syndrome. Nowhere have you heard me talk about anywhere in this, in this episode, um, the company, uh, about your branding, uh, about your copy, about your social media following, or about your website. Nope. All we've been talking about is, yep, the offer and the people you're selling it to. That's it. Not what you want. It's what they want. See, that is going to be de the determining factor between how easy or how difficult it's going to be to sell your product or your program or your service. So here's the huge suggestion I want you to walk away with today. Instead of putting all your focus on all those slick scripts that people are trying to sell you for $27, all that killer copy that people are trying to sell you for $47, all those advanced funnels that people are trying to sell you for $99 a month, right? And all that other stuff. That's all icing on the cake. Because the first thing you got to get right is your killer offer. You get the offer right where it's converting and it's converting well, then you start adding in the slick scripts and the killer copy and the advanced funnels. And now you've taken that 85% of, e of selling with ease and you know, now you've started making it run hum like a finely tuned V8 69 Dodge Charlie running down the road. Right? And if you don't believe me, just ask Siku. Right? He's been selling ice to Eskimos. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for you today. Tomorrow, we're going to chat about guaranteeing results with a satisfaction commitment. So with that, 
you get out there, you run your race, you get your results, and let me hear about them. Till tomorrow, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.